Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 558. Look at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good, but if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore you must submit not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants continually attending to these tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those you owe tolls, respect to those you owe respect, and honor to those you owe honor. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul's in Corinth on his third missionary journey and he's sending this letter to Rome to provide a theology of the gospel. He intends to go to Rome after he accompanies the collection back to Jerusalem and spend some time there and strengthen the church. Paul's been given this background to the gospel, talking about sin, and the only solution to sin is justification by God, and that comes about through faith, and everybody's in the same situation, Jews and Gentiles alike. Everyone is a sinner separated from God and in need of reconciliation with God, which only occurs through faith. Justification is the act of God declaring us righteous, that is, innocent of sin, and that comes through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Well, chapter 12 marked a shift in the letter, shift from kind of the background theology of everything to a Paul painting a picture of how we live that out. How do we live as people who are justified by faith and play that out in the real world? In the last section, we saw this rapid-fire list of random, not connected, not even complete sentences, uh, quick things that were basically just just a, a snapshot of things of how to live in the world. Now he's spent an entire section here, one through seven, just talking about our relationship with the government. And seems kind of odd he would spend this time talking about the government. What's the reason for this? Well, remember in chapter 12, at the beginning, he said, do not be conformed to this age. Government is part of this age. Read the whole Bible says we're citizens of heaven. So, so there could be a tendency to, like the people in Corinth, thinking that they had graduated beyond the, the, the humdrum realities of this world, are now citizens of heaven, that we don't do government anymore. We're citizens of heaven. We're not conformed to the patterns of this age. We've gone beyond that. So I, I think that's the, the background to this, is to try and keep them firmly rooted in the world in which they live, although living as if they are citizens of heaven, and we still deal with the government. Government is part of the world in which we live. He just talked in the last time about be a good citizen, be a good, respectable member of the community. So let's jump into chapter 13, verse 1. 
let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there's no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Well, we want to take this for what it says and not run beyond it. First off, he says, submit to the governing authorities. Doesn't say obey without question everything the government says, but submit. Now, is there a difference? Not subtle, but yes. Obey means do everything they tell you to do. Well, that's only applicable to God. We obey God, but we submit to government, which means recognize its authority. So it's more of an attitude thing of take the authority in our lives and, and live as if the government does have authority over us, because it does. And Paul says that that authority is given by God. And it's good to remember that the time that Paul writes this, Nero is the emperor. Nero wasn't a kind emperor. Nero was nasty. Nero was bad. And that's who's the emperor now when Paul's writing this. So we can't say, well, gosh, Paul didn't see the kind of corruption that we see in government. Oh, yeah, he did. And a whole lot worse. But we need to understand that government is something implemented by God as part of common grace. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So what about when there's conflict between government and God? Well, that's part of the submit. We cannot obey the government when it is contrary to God's commands. We even defy government with an attitude of submission. We see through the Bible places where believers stood up to the government. They always did it with an attitude of submission to the government. So verse 2. So then the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. So if government is implemented by God, and God's in charge of who's in government, to then defy government would be to actually defy God's pattern that he set up in the world. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good, and you'll have its approval. Now, we see a lot of corruption in government. We see a lot of mismanagement in government. We see a lot of things in government we don't like. But at its basic level, government exists for the common law and order. And so, back to, if at all possible, live quiet lives, be respectful in your community. If you're doing that, generally, you have nothing to fear from the government. Verse 4. For it's God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. This goes back to, it's government who maintains law and order. In the previous section, we saw the, the command for us not to seek out vengeance on our own. There it was turned over to God, and one of the ways God handles that is through government. Verse 5, therefore you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. So he just said, if you cross the government, then the government's going to get you. Now he's saying, and, and that's not the only reason to submit to the government, is because it's going to get you if you do wrong. Do so because it's the right thing to do, that is, conscience. Verse 6, and for this reason you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants, and continually attend to these tasks purpose of taxes is to fund the government. 
24-7. Pay your obligations to everyone. Taxes to those you owe taxes. Tolls to those you owe tolls. Respect to those you owe respect. And honor to those you owe honor. What if taxation is burdensome? Well, the biblical answer is, well, that's, that's tough. Do what you can within the rule of law to, to change that. And most of us live in places that are open to us participating in the government process. We can't just say, I don't pay taxes anymore and declare ourselves free of, of government. He said, no, if you owe taxes, pay your taxes. Now, this is pretty straightforward, but some of it, particularly those that have issues with government, kind of great status. Yeah, what about all the waste, fraud, and abuse in government? What about evil people in government? Well, just some things to think about when we think about government. Remember, government is part of God's common grace. Common grace means that God has given this gift to everyone, whether they're believers or not believers. Rain for the crops is part of common grace. People being born with a, a conscience is part of common grace. So there's a lot of things that are common grace. They're, they're good things, blessings from God for the good of everyone, whether they're God's people or not. And government is one of those things. That is the restraint of evil. If you believe in the fallenness of mankind, if you believe in the absolute depravity of people, well, government is God's common grace for restraint on that evil, restraint on that depravity. And so government is part of God's common grace. Now, just as the common grace of rain for the crops sometimes can be bad when there's a flood, but generally it's good, similar with government. Generally it's for the common good, for the restraint of evil. Sometimes it's used for bad. So some ways to, for Christians to think about the government. One is, it's generally helpful. You may not necessarily like everything the government does, but generally it's helpful. Think about life without government. It's some kind of dystopian movie where everybody's living in this no-man's land of chaos and anarchy. Two, it's thoroughly fallen because government is run by people, and people are fallen. People are sinful. And what do you do with that? Well, sometimes you have to challenge the government. But usually there's a mechanism within the government to do that. We see Paul, even who wrote these words, challenging government leaders when they were violating their own rules. When Paul was imprisoned in Philippi and the Philippian leaders wanted to quietly send him away, he challenged them publicly. He says, no, you guys are violating the law here. And he called them to account for it. So often when the government's not following their own rules, publicly challenging them, calling to account is entirely appropriate. And that's still submitting to the government, demanding that the government play within its own rules. And that will be the case often because the government is comprised of people, people which are fallen. And third, sometimes government is evil. Sometimes evil people take government. Sometimes Satan uses government as an absolute tool for the oppression of God's people. And what do you do in that case where it's not just simply we can't follow that rule of the government because it's in direct opposition to God's rule, such as in the book of Daniel, when 
they're commanded to worship the idol or to pray to the king. And they say, we can't do that. And they suffer the consequences for it. But there's some, you know, biblically, what are the options for a government which is turned evil? Well, in Proverbs 27, verse 12, it says a sensible person sees danger and takes cover. The inexperienced keeps going and are punished. Point being there, you may have to hide from the government. If the, the government is turned evil and is oppressing God's people, you may have to hide from it. Matthew 24 Verses 15 and 16, Jesus says, So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. That may be an appropriate biblical response to government which has turned evil. Run. Or go underground. We see that throughout history, where times when government has turned evil and is oppressing the people of God, people of God go underground. Those are the exceptions. By and large, government is for the common good. And even if we don't like it, it's generally there. And the alternative would be absolute chaos, anarchy, evil unrestrained. It's for the purpose of restraining evil. Verse 4 in our passage we saw, If you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. Government is part of common grace given for the common good, believers and unbelievers alike, for the purpose of restraining evil. But it is fallen, run by fallen people, and so there's going to be a lot of times where it does things that aren't fair, things we don't like. And there will be times that it actually turns evil, in which case we need to hide from it, run from it, lay low, and try to stay out of the way of it. But something to remember the bottom line is, Government is temporary. It is part of this age. As long as we live in this age, we have to deal with it and deal with it with an attitude of submission. But know that we are citizens of heaven and government will pass away, but not until the end when Jesus returns. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Romans.